This morning, we're wrapping up a series uh, on EGRs. EGRs are those extra grace required people that all of us know in life. And during this series, we have talked about needy EGRs, uh, manipulative EGRs, hypocritical EGRs. And this morning, as we close, we're going to talk about people who are critical. Uh, You cannot go through life without knowing someone that is critical of almost everything and everyone. It's almost like these EGRs have some kind of an allergy to having anything positive or encouraging being on their lips. They just can't seem to get anything positive or encouraging out. And just to demonstrate just how prevalent this is, is there anyone in the house who has never met Someone who is overly critical. Anyone? Any, like, like, yeah, no one. Uh, just curious, did you like the way I asked that question this morning? Because normally, normally the way I ask a question, I say, if you know someone that's overly critical, raise your hand. But see, I know that some of you really don't like to raise your hands. Uh, so I figured I would ask the question in a way that didn't require you to be overly critical and think, Pastor Steve always asks us to raise our hands, and I hate raising my hands. Now, if you have ever thought that about my asking you to raise your hand, would you raise your hand? (laughs) 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 I know, I know, yeah. There there are a number of you. Uh, Criticism is all around us, and it has been with us since the very beginning of time. Adam, in the Garden of Eden, criticized God when he said, That woman that you gave me, she gave me the fruit. Like, it's her fault, and God, maybe you should have thought twice. It's partially your fault because you gave me this helper. Everyone experiences criticism. In fact, if you're taking notes, that's the first fill-in-the-blank this morning. I will be criticized. We all know it's true. If you got married to someone that your family really didn't like, you share something in common with Moses in the Bible who was criticized for taking a Cushite wife. And his brother and his sister criticized him for it. And you can look in Numbers chapter 12 and read about that. But it did not go well for Moses' brother and sister. His sister ended up getting leprosy. Not a good thing. Uh, In the New Testament, we see a number of people who criticized the Apostle Paul for not being a good speaker and a preacher. Uh, Everyone will experience criticism. Now, evidently, Paul was a great writer, very powerful in what he wrote, but maybe not so much in what he said. In fact, in Acts chapter 20, he he was preaching during the evening, and he preached so long that someone sitting in a window still fell asleep, felt, a couple of you are yawning right now. You're, you're, you know, I'm sorry. But it, it, he, he fell out of a window and died. Paul went down, raised him up from the dead, and then continued preaching all night long. Now, you might not like my preaching. I, I, you're yawning a little bit but I have never bored someone to death. I am just saying. Um, 
I'm making light of the situation a little bit, but really, Paul was criticized for his speaking ability. He was a great writer, but evidently, some people didn't like his preaching. And Paul wrote most of the New Testament. Even Jesus was criticized. He was the only perfect person to ever walk this earth, and he was criticized constantly. People didn't like the fact that he ate with sinners and associated with the lowly people of this world. Even his own disciples, when they saw him talking with a Samaritan woman, were shocked that he would talk with such a person who in that day, everybody thought if you were anywhere near a Samaritan, you needed hand sanitizer. I mean, you just didn't associate with them as someone who was a Jew. Everyone deals with critical EGRs. Now, as a pastor, I am a criticism magnet. Uh, If you are a leader in any way, shape, or form, and you are, uh, every decision you make will be questioned by someone. Some will love it. Some will hate it. Everyone will tell you about it. But those who don't like your decisions will tell you about it more than those who like them. And it's crazy. Over the years, I have learned that in this role, people don't even have to attend here to criticize the decisions you make. I can remember after this congregation voted to build on to this facility, uh, the ground was broke, and people came just to tell me that they didn't agree with the decision. And they didn't even attend here. And I thought, where, where are you coming from? You know, what, why would you even do that? Everyone will be criticized. Everything will be criticized. And if you are a Christian... And people know about it, and people should know that you're a Christian. People will often say, oh, well, you think you're perfect, don't you? You're too good for us. My sister, who is coming back to the Lord, thank thank God, used to tell my family that she disapproved of our lifestyle. <laughs> she was more interested in sinning and she, her, in her tongue-in-cheek way, said, well, I just don't approve of your lifestyle. She was more interested in sinning than living the life of Christ. Family can be critical. How many have heard, you're gonna spend your money on that? We didn't raise you that way. When are you gonna get a real job? Sometimes in a relationship, you might hear, you don't load the dishwasher right. Or, do you have to chew your food so loud? Those are just quotes from my wife, um, <laughs> who, who is not overly critical, but you know, I, I guess I chew really, really loud. Um, how do you deal with people who are overly critical? How, how do you show them Jesus without like, trying to arrange a face-to-face meeting with Jesus for those people? Now, before we unpack that a little bit today, I want to say this, don't ignore constructive criticism. Don't ignore constructive criticism. Proverbs 15 says this, if you listen to constructive criticism, you will be at home among the wise. If you reject discipline, you only harm yourself. But if you listen to correction, you grow in understanding. All of us need constructive criticism. It makes us better. It's important to our faith. It's important to our jobs. It's important to our marriages. One of the most valuable life lessons you can learn is to heed and long for 
constructive criticism. Uh, every Monday afternoon, the staff gets together and, and we look for things that we can celebrate that happen on Sunday. Uh, but we also look for things that we could do better. And we criticize and are constructive about all of this because we want to not let anything get in the way of your seeing Jesus on Sunday morning. It is important to us that you see Jesus as clearly as possible. Now, what the staff doesn't know is that oftentimes Lisa and the kids critique my sermon, that part of it, before they ever get a chance to. My wife has often said, you might think your cat jokes are funny, but not everybody thinks your cat jokes are funny. Now, of course, I know she's wrong, um, but my point is, my point is we, we criticize because it's constructive and we want to do the best at showing people Jesus. Constructive criticism is vital to our growth and Pro Proverbs highlights that. But I wanna spend the rest of our time today talking about those who are overly critical. And during this series, we've been looking at prayers that we can pray to seek God about EGRs or extra grace required people. And the goal is let, to let the Holy Spirit work in our hearts and inform our responses. Because the worst thing to do is to just be reactionary when we come up against criticism or some extra grace required person. So here's the first prayer, if you're, again, taking notes. Jesus, help me know if I should respond to the criticism. Now, I did say if, I didn't say when, because not all criticism demands a response. I see people that have been criticized airing their responses like on a public forum like Facebook. Now, don't try to fix a private problem, a, a private criticism in a public forum. It, the answer to the if you should respond in that way is no. <laughs> um, it, it's just, it's always no. No one has solved any problems or fixed an issue with somebody on a public forum like Facebook. It just doesn't work. But it's so easy when we are criticized to vent in a very public way and try to defend yourself. A personal conversation can totally resolve those issues. A public conversation often makes matters worse. Here's an example of a personal conversation from Judges 8. Then the people of Ephraim asked Gideon, why have you treated us this way? Why didn't you send for us when you first went out to fight the Midianites? And they argued heatedly with Gideon. But Gideon replied, what, I have accomplished, what have I accomplished compared to you? Aren't even the leftover grapes of Ephraim's harvest better than the entire crop of my little clan of Abizer? God gave you victory over Oreb and Zeb, the commandments, the commanders of the Midianites' armies. What have I accomplished compared to that? When the men of Ephraim heard Gideon's answer, their anger subsided. So what the, what's going on here is the people of Ephraim are upset because Gideon went out to battle and he didn't invite them at first. Remember, God was reducing Gideon's army to go out to fight so that he, 
he, God, would get the glory and the victory. The, the people of Ephraim felt robbed of being part of that battle and the glory of that battle. And they had this heated conversation with Gideon. It was a criticism. You should have invited us to join you in battle. And Gideon's response was so led by the Spirit. He basically decided not to defend himself. He could have totally said, you know what? God's the one that told me to reduce my army. God's the one that wanted the glory for this. It was his work. It was his idea. But Gideon decided to humble himself and honor their participation in their efforts. And he said, what, what have I done compared to the great works that you did in this battle? And it says that their anger subsided. You see, it's a great prayer to ask. Should I engage in defending this criticism or do I need to have this personal conversation where I humble myself and elevate someone else? Everyone faces unjust criticism, but no one has ever effectively resolved a conflict by making it public or by going on the defense. But lots of healing has come from simply having a conversation. Okay, prayer number two. Jesus, help me discern if the criticism I am hearing, which feels unjust, is valid or not. Now, no one, absolutely, I could have you raise your hands, but nobody would raise their hand. No one likes to hear criticism but prayerfully seeking God as to whether it's valid or not will help you know how to respond. If you pray this prayer, is this a valid criticism or not? You'll, you'll know whether you need to engage in it or whether you need to just let it go. Now, if 12 or 15 people come to you with the same criticism, after you have prayed and decided you need not heed their criticism, maybe you need to pray again. Um, if it's confirmed by that many people, if 12 or 15 people are saying the same thing, maybe you discerned improperly from God. And it's happened. It's happened to me. It's happened to you. But if someone you don't really know that doesn't know the situation, that doesn't even attend here, levies some criticism against you, maybe the Spirit is just saying, you know what? It's not valid, just let it go. You have to consider the source. All of us know critical EGRs that have not said something positive since like 1980. Uh, if that is the case, just let it go. You're probably not gonna get anywhere with the person anyway. I love the way that Jesus trusted his life into the hands of the Father in the face of the criticism that was levied against him. And First Peter actually comments on it. He did not retaliate when he was insulted, nor threaten revenge when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. So when the soldiers mocked him, when the people criticized his ministry, questioned his power, whether he could come off the cross or not, he, he suffered. They made threats, but he said nothing and just trusted his father 
who always judges rightly and fairly. Personally, there is a, an aspect of this that is really, really hard for me. Um, I don't know about you, but when I receive criticism, like I honestly pray about it, I think about it, I ask whether it's valid or not, and I am not afraid to own my part of it if I can see that the person's criticism is valid. It's when I can't see where people are coming from. It's when I don't have like the evil motives that people assume I do, when they think I'm trying to be, and I, I'm not, that I have a really, really hard time with criticism. I will totally lose sleep over something like that. And through prayer and reflection, what I've come to see is it's because I really do value what people think of me. And sometimes I worry more about what people think than what God thinks of the situation. Now, I strive to always do and stay on the godly path, but I still beat myself up thinking about the people who think poorly of me when I feel like it was undeserved. Now, I don't know if you can relate to that or not, but that's just kind of me being real. But here's, here's what God is showing me in all that. And if you're one of those overly critical people that is always beating yourself up, maybe this is for you too. You can't please everyone, but you can please God. You can't please everyone, but you can please God. Now, that's good preaching. You can't. You can't please everyone. You'll die trying. But your God is pleased with you if your heart is in the right place and you are trying to honor him with the decisions you are making. He is pleased with you. Will you mess up sometimes and not get it right? Sure, but if your heart is seeking to honor him, your God is pleased with you. He always judges fairly, and he sees the motives of our heart even when other people don't. God has called you, and he has plans for you. His goal is for you to show people Jesus and that they might see his salvation. You can't please everyone, but people are not always gonna understand where you're coming from as a Christian. Don't let their criticism pull you from your mission of showing people Jesus. We have a, a family saying in the Bain household that's kind of like a motto, a motto, and the motto is, you'll get used to it. Uh, if you think the chore is too hard, you'll get used to it. If you think it's too hot to mow the grass, you'll get used to it. If you think life's not fair, well, then you'll get used to it. Here's the point. Whether the criticism is valid or not, everyone experiences criticism. You still have to do what God is calling you to do. And everything else, well, you'll just have to get used to it because it's just life. Everyone experiences criticism. Toughen up you'll get used to it. Rise above it. We, we are not living for people's approval. We are living for his and his alone. This is the most important prayer of the day, number three. Jesus, help me overcome 
my critical nature. The truth is we all have one. And sometimes the critical EGR is me. And sometimes it's you. Proverbs says this. Some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. And we have to decide in every environment we're in, at work, at home, in your connect group, what kind of impact are you going to have? Are you going to be critical? Are you going to cut things apart? Are you going to cut people down? Are you going to question everybody's decisions? Or are you going to work to bring healing and wholeness to people's hearts and people's lives? We, we get to choose. And the answer to that question will affect everyone around you. Some kids feel like they can never measure up to their parents' expectations because all they hear is criticism. Some employees hate going to work because all they hear is how they fall short. Some spouses are heartbroken because all they hear is how they fall short of their spouse's expectations. What kind of impact are you going to make? Are you going to bring healing or are you going to be overly critical and cut someone down? Critical EGRs, I believe, reveal the weakness and the sin and the pride in their own heart. And every single one of us do it at times. Their critical spirit says more about them, it says more about us than really the person that we're criticizing. And I really think it shows the insecurities in our hearts. And all of us have them. The closer I believe you get to God, the more passionate you are about building other people up and not tearing them down. Our words can bring life or death to someone's spirit. Some of you might have this wake of broken relationships in your, in your life and around you. And you, you might be in the place where you need to ask yourself the question, am I one of these overly critical people that needs to start speaking life instead of death. Help me overcome Jesus, his spirit inside of me. Help me experience your love, your grace. Help, help me know in my heart of hearts that I am forgiven, that you, God, are not critical of me, that I am the object of your love. Criticism, harmful, critical, not constructive, has never changed the world or won one single person. God does share truth, but it is always in love. The, the truth shared in a godly way is aimed at restoration, not condemnation. May we be people that speak life. Let's pray. God, God we confess that all of us at one time or another are these critical EGRs. And God, it does show in us that insecurity and the perfectionism. And God, even we confess we are our own worst critics and it spills over into other people's lives. And other people are sometimes the casualty of that. And we pray this morning that 
that we can overcome that through the power of your spirit. And, and I just want to cut to the chase this morning as we're praying, if you know that you are overly critical and you want the Holy Spirit to do a work in your heart so that you can focus more on building people up and promoting healing instead of tearing them down with, with eyes closed. Would you slip up a hand? A number of you. Let me pray for you. God, I pray that you would be for these brothers and sisters that raised their hand this morning, that, that just know that they need to, to let some things go, that they need to start speaking life and healing and appreciation and grace. The same grace and love, God, that they have experienced from you. And God, we are so thankful that you have spoke healing into our hearts. And God, I pray for these brothers and sisters. I pray for their spouses. I pray for their brothers and sisters in Christ and their friends and their family and their work associates. That God, that they would notice a difference in their lives. And that God, you would get the glory for all of that in Jesus' name. God, Jesus, we so deserve your condemnation, but you gave us your grace and offered to us life. May we speak life into others. And those of you who, like me, are sometimes your own worst critic, I have a word uh, from God for you this morning, and it's simply this. Stop it. In the name of Jesus Christ, stop it. He loves you. You are forgiven. Offer yourself the grace that God gave you and enjoy his favor and his love. In Jesus Christ we pray, amen.